Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored as always by Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel and Website Amp. In this chats edition of the podcast, we're going to hang out with Ashley Adams. Uh, he's a player, he's an author, he's a radio host, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so we're happy to introduce him to Rec Poker Nation. But first, we're going to introduce our panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in our Poker Stars home game. And a quote that I thought of when I was thinking about Ashley was from the great Aristotle, who said, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, mm-hmm. then, is not an act, but a habit. Uh, wow. And I'm Chris Jones. I'm five by five on poker stars and Twitter. Uh, and I don't have a quote, but, uh, I'm letting us know that, uh, John is here as well in the, uh, in the chat. So he's, he's ready to join us as well. I'm Jim Reed, blusterini in the home game and, uh, hold them underscore Steelers on Twitter. And Chris stole my quote. I was also going to talk about John being here and ready to introduce himself. <laughs> All right. Well, I am actually John Somsky and I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. And I was late today in case you couldn't tell. And uh, I have a quote from Lou Krieger. It's, I believe in poker. I believe in poker the way I believe in the American dream. Poker is good for you. It enriches the soul, sharpens the intellect, heals the spirit, and when played well, nourishes the wallet. Oh. Man. <laughs> and I guess Rob must have something too, right? Yeah, I do. Yes, I'm Rob Washam and I'm Rabman 50 everywhere. And from the very great Tommy Angelo, I'm going to fold and live to fold again. <laughs> well done, Rob. Well, just a few things, guys, real quick. Uh, obviously, in the community section, we're going to dig into this in more detail. But just quick deals. Marek Madness is over. Taylor Moss is our champion. The videos are available on YouTube. Check those out. <laughs> our Learn Pro Poker Partnership is fully underway. And we have a ton of great content coming up for you guys with seminars, book studies, learning with partners, all of that jazz. We'll talk more about that later in the show, but let's bring him in, Mr. Ashley Adams. How are you, sir? I'm, uh, well, I'm overwhelmed and a little intimidated, and I have a feeling this really isn't a show. The five of you just get together to talk shit for an hour with each other. If anybody's listening in, that's all well good. I'm impressed by the people you quoted. Aristotle, eh, but Tommy Angelo and Luke Krieger, man, those guys, I'm friendly with Tommy, and I was a very close associate with Lou for many, many years. I miss him awfully especially this time of year it was our mutual holiday of passover uh we shared uh new york roots and um he was actually the guy he uh got me into writing i sent him my first draft of my first book it was because if he had said this stuff sucks don't bother i would not be a writer but he encouraged me so i owe a lot to luke krieger Oh, that's great. And I, I wish, you know, so Tommy Angelo, uh, Tommy Angelo just wrote our, our new introductory theme music for the podcast. Cause he was on here when he was on, he was playing harmonica. And so I wish I would have had that ready for this, this episode, that would have been very fitting, but it's going to be coming. Uh, the new intro for rec poker involves Tam- Tommy Angelo uh, playing a little blues harmonica, but, uh, man, you know, it, it's so fun to have you here. And I know it's been a while to, to get you on board here. You've got a new book. And so we want to talk a little bit about that, but let's just introduce you to rec poker 
coordination. I know a lot of us recreational players maybe aren't sure. Who is this Ashley Adams guy? He comes on here. He's he's the <laughs> fastest guy to ever figure out that we just talk crap on here, that he actually realizes <laughs> we don't have a strategy. That was the fastest anybody's ever uh, figured that out. I was going to say, he's, he's, he must be good at poker because that was a good soul read right there. <laughs> it was. He was right on. Like, Yeah. So, so who, who are you, man? Where did you come from? What's What's your deal in the poker world? Well, I got to tell you, you might not know me. I may not be a household word, but I have a quick story that just occurred to me when you said we got to introduce our listeners to you. I um, about 15 years ago, my hobby is driving around the country and flying around the world, visiting poker games. That's how I spend my time the way I'm not working my day job. I'm a union negotiator for the teachers union. And in my off weeks and off hours, I play and write about poker. So I'm on a poker adventure playing at the now deceased world poker open at the gold strike in Tunica. Um, and I'm playing in a side game. I had busted out of the tournament in, uh, in the money, but just barely. And I'm playing in a side game and there's a guy and we're talking and he tells me his brother has a poker game in Alabama. Now, Alabama, for those who are geographically challenged, is on the opposite side of Mississippi from Tunica. You got to go through the whole state. Then you get to Alabama. So I'm intrigued and I say, I'd love to go to that game. He says, well, it's it's tomorrow night. It's only on Tuesdays. I don't think you'll be able to make it. I said, are you kidding? I'll drive four hours game anytime. And full on degenerate. That's right. <laughs> and it's um it's a wonderful drive. If you've never driven through Mississippi, you see uh, route, whatever, Route 40, uh, which is the old highway before they had an interstate. And you get to see all the roadhouses and get old gas stations and old uh, motor hotels, et cetera. I'm having a ball. I arrive. I, I won't tell you the whole story, but I find the game in the woods, uh, in a Quonset hut, incredibly hard to find. I go in and they have a home game. And they're all Alabama country boys, and we're having a good time. And they don't know me from Adam or Adams. Uh, they don't know me at all. We're playing. They're actually pretty good. And two hours into the game, there's a knock on the door. And they say, oh, I think that's Bubba. And sure enough, a guy in overalls comes to the door and, hey, Bubba, come on in. Hey, we got a special guest tonight. He met my brother over in Tunica and he came all this way because he loves to play. And this is, here he is, it's Ashley. And he looks at me and he says, Ashley Adams, the poker writer? <laughs> In the middle of the Alabama woods, it's the only time anyone has ever recognized me. First name, last name, picture, voice. And here I am in the middle of the Alabama woods. And in his life, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> for three more hours into the night. And so the fact that you guys don't know me. <laughs> only one guy, his name is Bob, lives in Alabama. Well, but, that's the thing. Like, like we had literally like, never heard of you. Like never, ever, <laughs> any of us ever heard of you. And then I got this text I, from a number I didn't know. They're like, he's like, it's like, hey, Steve. And I'm like, who is this? And he said, Bubba. I'm like, well, okay, what's up, Bubba? You gotta interview Ashley Adams. And so here we are. And he's now my publicist. Um no, he's 
I was a home game player in Massachusetts and uh, Foxwoods opened 1992. They opened a poker room. They actually were open for bingo before that, but they opened a poker room. I'd never played in a casino. I was in my thirties. I went there. I lost for a year playing seven card stud and hold them limit, hold them figured out stud started to win. And my synagogue, I'm Jew, I'm Jewish. My synagogue had a fundraiser and people are given different gifts, uh, dinner for 10 that they'll cook for you. Or somebody has a summer house somewhere. And if you rent it for a weekend, I didn't have any of that shit. I'm, you know, I don't have a summer house. I don't have, I can't cook, but what could I do? I could give poker lessons because I had learned to win, right? Poker lessons. But lessons are kind of a chintzy gift it's nothing substantive so i figured i'd write a manual on how to beat the seven card stud game mm -hmm. and that's what i did and they had the auction i think we raised 200 bucks for my poker lessons and the book or the the pamphlet but that was back in the early days of rgp recreational gambling poker which does any of you remember that John, it was like John Rob, yeah like two plus two, but before two plus two existed, except it was a total free for all. There was no moderator. It was just people would, but some really big names used to post. Lou Krieger posted, uh, Sklansky posted, uh, Mike Caro posted. And, you know, I would participate in kind of lurking, but occasionally commenting. I'm a big mouth. And somebody asked if somebody could recommend a good seven card stud book. Mm. And just because I'm a wise ass, I said, well, you know, everybody knows the Sklansky book uh, uh, for advanced players, but the really good book is Adams's winning seven card stud. <laughs> and, you know, people are, for whatever reason, they said, oh, I'd love to see it. I'd pay 10 bucks for that. So I sold my electronic book to a bunch of people, including the agent for John Vorhaus, Greg Dinkin, who wrote Amarillo Slim in a world full of fat people and the poker NBA. And he also was an agent and he bought it for 10 bucks and wrote me back. Uh, he said, you want to turn this into a real book? And uh, I said, do I have to pay anything? You know, like you know, those vanity presses where you pay money and make, you too can be an author. Uh, he said, no, no, we'll get you a non-refundable advance uh, between three and five grand. And then I'll explain how you turn it into a book. And he did, and I did, and I got the money and it became a book. And once you write a book, that's really publishable book, not, you know, you write your own thing and you publish it, but a real publishing company book back in the day, that qualifies you as an expert. He told me to start writing articles to promote it. And uh, I found a site that published my article, uh, the Poker Forum. I wrote a hundred different articles for him. Then Poker News picked me up when I published my first, my second book. And then the radio show contacted me about being the host and uh, House of Cards, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. And now I write books. I just wrote Wing uh, Poker in 30 Minutes a Day, which is a, a book 
more beginning and intermediate, no limit holding players who like to play, but they haven't yet learned how to win consistently, which with the rake is hard to do, but this will get them to win. Maybe not a lot of money. It's not for the player who is winning that wants to be a world champion. There are other books for them. And it's not for the, the professional player to become a better professional player. But if you're losing or breaking even and you want to learn how to win when you go to the casino, this book will help you. Well, yeah, so, and that's the book. That's the book I wanted to really kind of chat about. I know there's a number of questions or whatever too, but like that's the one that uh, really was appealing to me. I know it's your latest book, but you know how to win poker in 30 minutes a day. You know that whole idea of it's almost like a lean six Sigma almost approach. Let's just make marginal incremental changes rather than like, let's just, you know, get in and learn GTO and all that sort of stuff. And everybody's at a different stage on their poker journey. But yeah, I, I think that's a very intriguing book. I think for especially beginning players, recreational players who are maybe, you know, maybe even listening to our show, it's overwhelming because some of the lingo and stuff, much less some of the more advanced podcasts. So talk a little bit about that. Like who, who is the target audience for that book? And what is, what is sort of that premise of just kind of learning 30 minutes a day? Or are you just, you're, you're really focusing on foundations or are you, is it building on itself or what's kind of the, the construct of that book? Um, the target audience are the recreational player who wants to be a winning recreational player. And how, how do you, how do you define recreational player? Somebody who plays once a month, once a week, twice a week, three times every day, uh, loves it, but they're not looking to make their living mm -hmm. playing poker. They play with their friends and they maybe they go to a casino, they're a little intimidated. Maybe they're comfortable in a casino, but they haven't yet really figured out enough of the game to consistently beat it. Because it's hard. Mm -hmm. They don't want to devote hours and hours a week of study and you know one could and if you are really obsessed with becoming a professional player well maybe this is a step on the way but it's not going to satisfy you mm -hmm. but it will satisfy somebody who wants bite-sized pieces so where do i start I start most, I don't think I've ever seen anybody write about this as much as I think it should be written. How to find a game where you can win. Mm. Mm -hmm. Game selection is huge. People learn all these little edges and things, but if you're playing against people who are as good as you or better, or even a little worse, but they're not bad, there's no sucker in the game, there's nobody who is just a gambler, frankly, you're not gonna win. Uh, unless you're really, really, really good. Because the rake, especially now with the $5 rake or six or five plus two where they take the bad beat or whatever, you're just not going to win. Uh, you may have a good time if you don't mind losing, but you're not going to win. And I think, frankly, winning is a big piece of my game. I mean, I, I enjoy it when I walk away with more money and I don't enjoy it. I mean, people say, oh, I just love the camaraderie. I don't enjoy it if I don't. Think winning I'm, is more fun. I enjoy the camaraderie, but winning winning is more fun. Uh, I, I will be honest with that. So when you talk about game selection, are you talking about like, okay, you know, it, the local casino has these things and I should figure out which game. Is it that or should I be thinking about home games or is it like cash versus tournament? Like, is it all of that? Or what do you mean when you're saying game selection for the recreational player? I'm talking about finding a cash game in a casino or a poker, a poker club. Uh, there are lots of private poker rooms. Finding one that is going to be profitable. I'm not talking about tournaments. 
Tournaments are great. I play in them occasionally. That's not what this book is geared for. If you are a sit and go player, you'll learn some stuff here, but you're not going to really, that's not what the ballpark of this book is, but you will learn about um, basic odds, discipline, uh, identifying opponents who are exploitable, mm -hmm. uh, ranges you'll learn about not trying to pinpoint the hand that the opponent has and worrying about some tell like he always moves his glasses it means he's bluffing i mean i talk about tells there are some big ones that are very simple and easy but most of the focus is on having a disciplined solid game uh and finding players who don't and beating them <laughs> and beating them handily, right? <laughs> and then laying the whoop down on them. So, so this this idea of running aces many times. It, One of my favorite rooms. I was there the week they opened. Uh, my brother lives in St. Paul, and I have been out there. I used to play at Canterbury back when they had a stud game. Uh, they don't anymore. So I'll just take my game. I know they don't have no limit in Minnesota, but they have you know what two to one hundred something yep. like that. Yep. It's pretty good. I love running aces. Are you a harness uh, better as well? Do you bet? Comparisons? I'm not. I don't know if anybody on the in the panel does it all, but that that's kind of our hometown casino. They're our, they're our sponsor, and it's 20 minutes from my house. So yeah, we're big big fans of the running aces. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any harness betters, at least that are nodding their head or willing to admit it here. Well, I, I happen to come from a family of harness racing. Uh, it's a dying sport, sadly, but uh, we used to, I used to go up to Saratoga all the time, Vernon Downs, uh, Yonkers. And I mean, it was really amazing to me. I only cared about running aces because of the poker. And then to see, oh my God, they have harness racing too. It's, you know, a Quinella. Anyway. And I, I'm just looking at that going, what are they doing out there? Like, I don't really get it. <laughs> Well, they kind of built the track as an excuse to have poker, right? Of course, yeah, that's what Canterbury did too, yeah. Yep. Well, I love it up there. And um, my brother used to run the uh, Mystery Cafe dinner theaters in the Twin City area. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, but he was a big deal. And now he is the announcer at the St. Paul Saints. Oh, he is the place of the St. Paul Saints in their Now they're a AAA team and they got their new park. I don't know if you guys have ever been yeah. down there. Yeah. Place. Midway Stadium, right? Or what's or no? No, it's called something else. Uh, TCF Field, I think. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah, it is beautiful though. Yeah, I love walking around there. John, did you have some a question or comment? Well, actually, I have uh, two main questions. So, despite what everyone said, I think I've listened to most episodes of House of Cards, oh. at least most of them that you uh, were on uh, early on, at least, and. Um, I believe I heard from Nate Mavis and, and correct me if this isn't you, but he said that there was an individual who used to go in. This was before they banned smoking in the casinos. I know where you're going. And so now everyone is complaining about having to wear a mask to play poker. But this was before there was the smoking was banned. So there was an individual who used to go to Foxwoods in a like a World War II vintage gas mask and play at the tables. That was me. That's <laughs> what I thought. I wanted to verify that that was, in fact, you. I, used to, I had two different masks. 
One was for local consumption, but it was bulky. So I wouldn't travel with Then I had to travel as it was a painter's uh, NIOSH and um, OSHA approved dual uh, regulator gas mask. And I would wear it. I travel with it. I, tr I wore it at Canterbury because they used to have smoking there. And I wore it in Tunica and Atlantic City and all over the country. And that's absolutely right. Um, in fact, I have a quick, funny story. I was playing in Tucson, Arizona. Now, there's very good poker in Arizona. It's kind of like it is in Minnesota. They have a limit. I think now it's 500. So you can't play pure no limit, but pretty damn close. But back in the day, limit poker was big. 2040 was the game. And uh, I had played in Casino, Arizona, Talking Stick up in Phoenix. And I had driven down to Tucson to play at Desert Diamond. I don't know if any of these rooms are familiar to you. That was, it was a big room at the time. Desert Diamond was in a Quonset hut. It was a smoky hell. You could barely see your hand. It was so smoky. So I went in and wouldn't you know it, it's a Saturday night and there are lists on all the games, the 10-20 Hold'em game. There's a list a mile long, the lower stakes games, big list. The only game that didn't have a long list was a no limit game, which was a very unusual commodity in the back of the room. They were playing 5, 10, 25 blind. I went to the game. And my bankroll was pretty feeble. I had $1,000 on me, which is not feeble in general. It's a lot of money. But for that game, 1000 bucks is not a lot of money. But I was watching the game, and I said, if the perfect seat opens up and seating is, I will take it. And I scoped out that the perfect seat was two to the left of the crazy man and one to the left of the pro. There was a guy that was clearly better than everybody else. So then if that third seat to his immediate left, right, the big money would have to go through him. And then I get to see both of them. Act, I'll sit down. And sure enough, as soon as I'm saying that to myself, the seat opens up and I sit down with my gas mask. It's a smoky hell. So, these are all kind of good old boys, wealthy good old boys. They see me sit down with my gas mask. I say, um, I need $5,000 in chips, please. I sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> I give them my $1,000. They give me $1,000 in chips. I am the um, big, big blind um, first hand is called around. It's like 10 handed and just let everybody calls and the flop doesn't help. And somebody bets a hundred bucks and I fault. That's my first hand. I lose my 25 bucks. Second hand. I am the second blind $10. I am dealt the queen 10 of hearts. I still remember it. It's like 20 years ago, but I remember this hand vividly. Big blind, 25 bucks. Everybody calls. <laughs> To me, everybody, you got a call, right? Queen, 10 of hearts, I call. So we're all in. It's like 250 bucks in the pot. The flop is ace, nine, six hearts. I scored the second nut flush on the flop. Wild man, 
Uh, the, no, the pro to my right, he's the $5 blind that had called. He bets $100. Well, I have the second nut flush. And I'm not a no-limit player particularly. I don't really know anything about anything. I just wanted to sit in the game. So what do I do? I shove in all my chips. Because I don't want the king to come out and lose, you know? <laughs> so... Fold, 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 fold. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to win $300. They all fold. Fold, 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 fold. Comes to the pro, and he looks at me in my gas mask, and my $1,000, which, by the way, just spilled. I, I tried to neatly, it all falled over a big, huge mess. And he looks at me, having put in $100, and he says, and this is like right out of a movie. You know, my pappy always told me, that if I'm raised by a man in a gas mask, I should fold. <laughs> and he folds. And I win hand. And I don't take my mask off. I'm raking in the chips. I'm frankly pleased to have that extra $300. And the dealer says, we're now playing Omaha, gentlemen. <laughs> Apparently... It was a dealer's choice game once around, and the button couldn't call the next game for another round, and then the button was so the guy that was the button calls Omaha. I didn't know what was going on. I pulled my mask down. I said, I thought, you know, typical Eastern New York guy, Jew, right, who's going to complain. So I thought this was Hold'em. I don't understand. I came to this game. I'm all, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, sir. Uh, it's a dealer's choice game. I'm sorry they didn't inform that uh, to you when you came in. Sorry. Uh, but it is Omaha. You're welcome to stay or if there is a list. You, you're welcome to leave. So I put my mask back on and I'm upset. I stack my chips. I'm frankly pleased because now I don't have to stay and risk losing it back. But I don't want to act. I look like a pussy. So I'm acting a little upset. So I take my chips. I need another rack for the extra 300. I stack them all up and I leave and the pro to my right I swear to God says looking at me as I walk away who was that masked man <laughs> you didn't know uh, the Lone Ranger know the reference so right <laughs> No limit. Very fun. John, did you have another question or comment? Well, yeah. The, the other one was uh, the other thing that I really enjoyed from your podcast was all of your tales of the various places you went uh, playing poker in Japan. You played, I believe, in all of the 50 states. Just maybe bring out one of your favorite stories uh, of the most interesting places you've played. Well, aside from the game in Alabama, which is a, a great and longer story that I won't uh, task you with now, um, for me, part of the fun is finding a game. And you are correct. I have played poker in all 50 states, and I've played in the Northern Mariana Islands, the island of Saipan, which is a U.S. territory I did not even know existed. But... For me, part of the fun is finding the game. And so any state that has casinos in it, it's fine. It's fun. But where's the challenge there? It's finding a game where it's illegal. And my, I have two related stories. I'll tell you the one about Lynchburg, Virginia. It was 2005. 
Poker is really starting to open up across the country, Indian reservations, even legal casinos now. And it's about 30 states with legal poker, not Virginia and not Lynchburg. Lynchburg is if you were to have a heart of the Bible Belt, it would be Lynchburg because that's where Jerry Falwell was from. That's where Liberty University is. And Jerry Falwell Jr. is, I mean, from my opinion on the ridiculous radical right wing of the right wingers and gambling is frowned upon of any kind. So I have to be there for a conference and I am determined for political reasons, spiritual reasons, and personal pleasure to find a poker game somehow in Lynchburg, the heart of the Bible Belt. I hope I'm not offending anybody with my uh, unfiltered political views, but that's all. I like that you have spiritual reasons to finding a poker game. That's a, that's a new one for me. So I appreciate that. Well, this story actually is very close to my spiritual heart because of how I found the game. So how does one go about finding it? Well, if you think about it, newspapers, right? You call the newspaper, probably the night editor knows a guy who knows the game. Because, you know, newspaper people, reporters, they know nothing. Radio stations, nothing. Some places, even the police, they know of games, nothing. Um, lodges, what about, you know, the Masons, the Elks, the Moose, the Bluebirds, the VFW, you know, like the military nothing 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 either there were no games or they didn't want to talk to some outsider right mm -hmm. so what do i do well as i mentioned three times already i'm a jew from new york so i look online and there is a synagogue in lynchburg who knew so i call the synagogue and you can't, I mean, I don't want to be crass about it and say, hi, uh, this is Ashley Adams. I'm looking for a poker. They would shut me out. First of all, they wouldn't know I was a Jew with the name Adams. And he's going to use us to find a poker game. What kind of a Meshuggah Jew is this? So I get an answering machine and the answering machine this is Temple Hill El B'nai Torah, and uh, we're not here right now, but if you have a message for the rabbi or you need any assistance or you're in mourning, please leave us a message. We'll call you back, something like that. So I leave a message, and the message says, uh, I'm a Jew from Boston traveling to Lynchburg, and I'm looking for a service, like a religious service. And, um, oh, and by the way, I also play poker, so if you don't have any poker games, I'm also looking for that too. Figuring it couldn't hurt. The next day, I get a call from the secretary who was out for the day. She comes in twice a week, I think. She says, Mr. Adams, I'm sorry to say we do not have a daily service. We have a service on Saturday morning and Friday night only. And as you're coming in Saturday night, I'm afraid you'll miss our service. And I'm saying to myself, oh, well, you know, I don't really care about the service. Can you, can you keep going with the she says, however, as far as your inquiry regarding a poker game, um, Mr. Margulies, who runs the pawn, I mean, talk about stereotypes, who runs the pawn shop in town, he has a game and he would love to have you join him. So I call Mr. Margulies. Um, we exchange some Yiddish pleasantries. 
He invites me to his game Tuesday night. It's up in the, it's like a summer place up in the woods. He entertains people twice a month. I go up there. They have a 10, 20 dealer's choice game. And just as an aside, it was kind of funny. He, he was a veteran and two of the guys in the game were amputees. One guy was missing his right arm. Another guy had a prosthetic left leg. So I'm playing and they're introducing me. And, you know, it's not like all at once they were already there. They were playing. I kind of like ingratiating myself. And finally, I couldn't help myself. I lost a hand. I ended up winning about a thousand bucks, but I lost a hand. And I said, of course, what do I have to give an arm and a leg to win in this game? And they all laughed. They appreciated the, you know, they've been living with this for years. So that was my game in Lynchburg, Virginia. One of my favorite experiences. Oh, that is so funny. Jim, did, did, we're going to have to wrap up pretty soon with Jim. Did you have a, a comment question? I guess one quick question. I mean, I used to think you walked into all sorts of casinos and home games all over the world. Now I understand it's mostly just thinly wooded areas and hut set up. Um, but if you ever do end up walking into a real casino um, and you and obviously you're, you're used to walking into places for the first time um, for some of our recreational uh, poker fans that are also in that spot. What, what do you look for when you're looking for, okay, that's a good table to sit at. That's not a good table. What are you looking for? What, what helps? There's a whole chapter in my book devoted to it, but I'll give you a few things. You want to play with people who are there to have fun, who are there they don't have to be horrible poker players, but they should not look too serious. They should be laughing or smiling or drinking. Um, and there should be a lot of people in the hand, a lot of the hand. So if it's $1, $2 raised to 10 and everybody folds, that's not a good game. If it's one, two, call, 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 a lot of limping and not a lot of raising preflop, that's a good game. If it's the showdown and there are four people showing their hands, that is a fantastic game. You want action. Also, the other thing is very quick when you walk around the room, if there are more than one table, you want the table with the most money on the table. Don't think, oh, I don't want to be intimidated by the big stacks. A big stack means nothing. All that matters is your stack because if you have 50 bucks and everybody else has $1,000, mentality for some new players is I'm going to be bullied. No, you can't lose more than the 50 bucks on the table. If he has a thousand bucks, what difference does it make? On the other hand, if you have a hundred bucks and a lot of guys are sitting there with $25, that sucks because you're not going to be able to win money. Uh, they're probably all nits. You don't want that. You want big stacked gambling players. Nice. All right. Well, you know, we could obviously talk for a long time. Not that, not that uh, you're short of stories at all, but we're going to, we're going to shut her down. But I know for a lot of folks are saying, all right, this guy is entertaining. This guy's engaging. I want to know, how do I get the book? I want to know, how do I tap into the radio show? How do I connect with this guy? So give us, give us a roadmap for uh, connecting with you. First of all, I am one of those people, not obviously a big name celebrity. I answer my emails. If anybody wants to you know, talk about this or correspond about games all over the world and how to find them and where they are and is it safe, send me an email 
it's an archaic email address. You can see how technologically uh, inept it is. <laughs> ASHA34 at AOL.com. <laughs> the same one I've had for 20 years. I'm very loyal to uh, I, I pay them like money. Anyway, <laughs> the second thing is you can get my book. It's good for my ego if you buy it on Amazon, even though the publisher probably doesn't make as much as it because I love the number going down. You know, the bestseller number, instead of 2,173,000, it goes down to 500,000. Ooh, that's a big thing. I got one sale this month. Like the Hendon mob, right? You are now the. 285,867th great player in the world. I'm a hand in mob. I think I've earned $4,000. Cash player, so yeah. Yeah, but hey, 4000 you know. So the other thing is um, people can go to houseofcardsradio.com. The only problem with that is since the pandemic and even a little bit before, I have not done an interview for a long time. They do it out in New Jersey in their home, the producers of the show. And we used to, I used to go to the studio in Quincy, Massachusetts, right down the street, but now they're not coming up. They're not traveling. Uh, so I haven't actually cut a show. And by the way, it's not just a podcast. It is broadcast at over a hundred stations across the country. You know, just because we're comparing. Uh, <laughs> sure, I was, uh, yeah, I was about to gloat, but then when you said that, I kind of backed off a little bit. <laughs> well, this was great, guys. I appreciate you, you've got all the, I mean, all the old episodes are out there. The, everything's out there, so people can kind of check it out. Uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of interesting. Go ahead. Tom Youth, I interviewed uh, Negrano. I've interviewed them all, all the giants. <laughs> uh, you have not interviewed Rob Washam, so you have not That's interviewed right. all of the giants. You, That's true. You, the ones that you're aware of, it sounds like you've interviewed. All the ones that I know from Alabama. <laughs> I just, and, and, see, and see, you think this is about exposing uh, our audience to you. This is about exposing you to some of the, the Mount Rushmore recreational poker players. <laughs> We've got four of them right here. Rob Washington, Chris Jones, John Stomsky, Jimmy. They are the Mount Rushmore of rec players. And I, the fact that you haven't interviewed them is a little bothersome to me, frankly. Talk to my producer. They said you know, we're, we're going to. I, I think that is the next step. Out of this I do have a takeaway from this meeting. And by the way, if you're going to go to Mount Rushmore, you've got to stop in Deadwood, North Dakota, because they have five active poker rooms, including the one where Wild Bill Hickok got shot. And they South, South Dakota, right? I think it's it South Dakota. South Dakota. I, mean, I know you you Easterners think that, you know, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska is all the same place. It's not. There's actually there's actually boundaries. South Dakota. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, Ashley, man, it was, it was a pleasure to actually meet you. It was a pleasure. We've been reading your stuff. Uh, that was all kind of a shtick at the beginning. You're, you're, you got a ton of articles out there. You got the books out there. Uh, a great champion of poker. Uh, you know, you've been around 400 card rooms and all these things. You're collecting chips. It's, it's a really cool story. So I really want to encourage you guys. Uh, see my collection? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we're going to we're gonna see the, the chip collection, I think. For those of you who are on the video, if you're listening on audio, this is a really exciting moment for you. Uh, so look at that. <laughs> oh, He's, yeah. Got his wall just filled with like chips. Chips on the right membership. and membership uh, clubs on the left there. Yeah, it's quite a collage. Oh, the right. cards. Is that what that is you said, Jim? Those are yeah. the, the uh, players' cards. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. We're going to yeah. zoom in on that, see if we can pick up some numbers. and. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to steal some of your uh, reward points. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I think they've expired. <laughs> yeah, he only goes there once, so it's not really worth it. But, but Ashley, we're going to let you go here. But, man, thank, thanks for jumping on here and spending some time thank with you us. Thank you, guys. All right, a, a good one. We're going to keep going. You can jump off there, but uh, we will be in touch. And you guys can connect with Ashley. So houseofcardsradio.com, uh, ASHA34 at AOL.com. If I got that right, sounds like I did. And uh, and just and let us know. Once you connect with him, let us know about that whole deal. But but guys, let's uh, let's transition into the community happenings. Uh, but first, Jim, I think you've got a little something from Jonathan Little, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Why don't we or see what Jonathan Little has to say about like that? Are you holding a nerd die right now? Maybe, but what let's, let's, away? what do you, okay. All right, Steve, you got me. I do have a nerd die. Uh, we, uh, the publisher that Ashley was kind enough to throw in under the bus there, um, did give us. D&B Publishing is a great friend of the show. Uh, did give us a copy of the book to give away. And so I'm going to use my... Actually, this is just a conventional non-nerd die. You don't have to be a nerd to use this. Uh, anyone can use a six-sided die like wow. this. Uh, based on who's in the chat. Here we go. We got number three, Kim. Kim oh, nice. Petvet uh, gets a copy of uh, Getting Better at Poker in 30 Minutes a Day. So and Kim, send Kim me our, email. You know, maybe, maybe it's not a good segue, but yeah, how to, how to win poker 30 minutes a day. But Kim is our most recent recent wrecking crew member and her page is live out there so make sure you go up there and look at uh, kim kilroy's stuff pet vet uh stuff that's right wreck.poker slash pet vet you can get to know kim and uh, you're going to see a lot more of her in our panel conversations and she's got some more fun plans coming too so i'm excited for that well let's Let's see what jonathan has to say yeah jonathan go ahead man here we go have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? I always raise it. What do you do with ace-king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at pokercoaching.com slash recpoker right now. All right. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for, for engaging with Rec Poker Nation. But all right, guys, uh, what are our thoughts? I felt like I was a little bit in the tornado. I kind of got caught up in the tornado myself. I felt like I was in the tornado. Uh, what are the reactions, Jones? It was, it was fun. As soon as, as, soon as we uh, met Ashley tonight, we knew that we were in for a bit of a wild ride and we were not going to be uh, – he's not someone who holds back. Let me put it that way. So I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun getting to uh, know him a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's John, a great I, conversation. Like John, I've I've heard him on the Thinking Poker podcast before, and he's told a lot of stories there, and he's got a lot of stories. I mean, I bet you you could sit down with this guy for three or four hours and never hear the same thing twice. He'd have another story and another story and another story, and he's so animated, just really fun to listen to. Well, yeah, I think no. the key to that is he's able to take like each story is 40 minutes long. So <laughs> you don't need that many stories. I was like a very detailed story. It was very fun to listen to. I was like, I would have told that story in about 15 seconds. Cause I just don't have the personality like that. I'd be like, yeah, I went to this room. They knocked on the door. It was Bubba. I'd be like, it's over. He's got all the details of all the hands. And uh, yeah, he's a character for sure. Yeah, that was definitely the best part of the podcast were just the different stories he'd have, you know, and it, less so about the um, strategy or this. It just uh, 
him learning how to play in different places across the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a million of them. So, so you guys, so John and Rob, you guys both were listeners to the, the radio show or the podcast. Yeah, I listened to most of House of Cards. So what, were you listening to it on the radio or as a podcast? As a podcast. How about you, Rob? No, I've just seen, I've just heard him on the Thinking Poker podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't, I've, I've never listened to the House of Cards one, but I, I'm familiar with him and, and what he's done because I think he's been on there a couple times on the Thinking Poker podcast. So, yeah, and he's been writing for, a few years, you know, he, he still occasionally writes, puts things up on poker news or writes for eight, eight, eight poker or various other spots. I just you like know, the, this grind up story, right. where he just started writing and just kept contributing to places and found someone who would publish his blog and then wrote more blogs. And then, you know, like that's how you got to do it. Right. You got to just keep writing, 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 writing for free, uh, writing for yourself, just trying to find people to put your writing places. And then if you do enough writing, <laughs> you'll get better at it. People will notice. And then maybe someone will pay you to do some writing. It's it's, you got to follow your passion for that. I was really, I really, that resonated with me. Yeah. And maybe, maybe someday Chris Jones will invite you to the conference that he plans his, mm-hmm. his writer's conference. Maybe someday Ashley Adams will be at the, the loft writing conference. <laughs> could be, could be one day. Right. With your, your, with your Nobel prize winners that you've got at that thing. Right. Right. Well, guys, let's 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 transition. Good stuff from Ashley. It was a fun to meet him. Uh, it's fun to meet all kinds of different characters. But let's let's move into some of the community happenings uh, that we have going on. Led, of course, by the great John Somsky. What do you what do you got for us this week, sir? Well, believe it or not, we actually played a few uh, poker games. This, <laughs> oh, we mixed it up week. and played some poker this week. Yeah, yeah, we had a few. Okay. Uh, so on uh, March 22nd, Rocket Box X. Hey, Woody, Woody Adams. Woody Adams. Welcome yep, back, buddy. Very first uh, Daily Standard victory. Oh, so he, I think part of the issue, he lives in Pennsylvania, so yep. it's actually harder to play the home games because you still have to download. You can't play on the Pennsylvania client. You have to download the normal uh poker stars client but he was finally able to do that and join I think, yeah, so that was did, great did you walk him through that john i think were you there or somebody no he figured it out figured on it his out. own i did uh mention it a while ago yeah he was a little uh, the way you have to do it you have to be on you have to be somewhere else so that you pretend okay. you're somewhere else by a vpn yep the issue is you cannot play while you are on a vpn that is against the poker stars terms of oh, service okay so he was just wanting to be extra careful with that. I don't know if he actually drove somewhere to download it or uh, eventually convinced himself that it was okay just to download and then not play, but whatever. Okay. He, but, but for those who yeah. are in Pennsylvania, there, there's ways to do it. Uh, we, we figured yep. out how to do it. And Woody's one of our wrecking crew members and it's been fun now seeing him out in the home game. So uh, yeah, way to go, Woody. Yeah, we're Absolutely. overdue getting Woody back in the home game. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and John, was he able to? Is it the same steps that you outlined in that forum post? Yes. But, okay, it is great. The same steps as that forum post. I believe so, that should work. So if anyone's having any trouble, John's put a forum post together on how you can do this in a way that doesn't break any terms of service with anybody. It's all completely above board. You can download hand histories from the home game um, as long as you're not playing on the VPN. And then you can always reach out to me, Jim at rec.poker, if you want to get some help uh, working with those hand histories or anything from there, from there on. So go check that out because it's a huge help. Nice work, John. 
All right, John, we're through one winner. Yep. <laughs> well, I figured, you know, at least I got through halfway through that before I got interrupted. <laughs> Next, we have Megra 44, Doug Drabeck. Megra! Third daily standard victory of the nice year. Nice work, Doug. Stewie 13, Stuart Kurdit. Kur- what? Carriage? Carriage, I think. Yeah. Stuart Carriage. I just always think of him as Stewie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he got his third sta- uh, daily standard victory of the year. He's been on fire. That's yeah. three this year. And um, we got two two of the folks in the chat so far. This is amazing. Doug and Stu. Nice. Oh, that's why they're here. Come on, let's be honest. No, it's because <laughs> it's the people that show up. They're the ones that put their heart and soul into the game. That's what it is. Yeah, actually, Stewie's been shown up for a lot of these before yeah. he won. So it wasn't just to hear his name. <laughs> oh, quit trying to defend him, John. Okay. Jasper Jr., Patrick Ferry. Nice. Got his first daily standard victory of the year. Oh, GF God. Hawk, Eric Romo got his second daily standard victory of the year. MN Ted, Phil Fuhrer oh. got his second daily standard victory of the year. And John Lutze. Yeah. Won the daily mixed tournament. Oh, did he? And then Jack Jasper Jr. decided he was not done. And Patrick Berry won his very first international daily series victory. Holy cow. Rick, the good dog, uh, Rick, the rock. Oh man. Um, got his second international series victory for the year. And then to round it all out, monkey system, Keith Brack, Brant won the daily learn play poker uh, game and won a month to uh, learn pro poker. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Keith is gonna, Keith's going to have so much fun at uh, learn pro poker because he's a, he's like a stat nerd, nerd like me. And he likes working with solvers and he's going to find some really high level stuff at learn pro poker. Good for you, Keith. Well, well done. Yep. Yeah. And I think the, the, the last one, I'm trying to remember who the three people were, but the last tournament ended with a big hand, like two flopped big flushes and a flop two pair to kind of end it. And I know Rich Dietz was in there as one of them. And I'm trying to remember who the other one was, but uh, Keith came out on top there. So way to go, Keith. Fun stuff. Thank you, Mr. Somsky. Anything else on the home games that we should be aware of besides you uh, potentially looking at ways to add more home games? <laughs> no, that, that's pretty much it. I'm just always trying to figure out how to bring more to everyone. People don't know the inside scoop, but you're the one recently that brought up the idea of maybe adding a little bit. So uh, I just want to be, I just want to be clear <laughs> that what we could add. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Good. We'll tease that out a little later, but I, I'm still laughing at that idea. I get his email from John. It's like, well, and I can't believe I'm suggesting this, but <laughs> we can't get enough, man. We can't get enough. Yeah. We have all kinds of people suggesting other things we could add. Keep the suggestions coming. We do keep them and how we're always noodling what we can do. But uh, Mr. Jonesy, what's happening on the content front? Yeah. I mean, uh, so April uh, we're, we've got a whole seminar coming up on turns and rivers and we're starting to get ready for our may seminar which is going to be all about uh kind of finding and identifying leaks um and uh stay tuned because we may be shaking up uh after may we're just gonna have some conversations we may be shaking up uh some of this stuff so we'll more more news to come on some of the upcoming content and it's hard not to share some of the conversations that are happening, but it's only going to be shaken up if it's an improvement and it's better yeah, and yeah. it's even more robust because the seminars, the people that we get the feedback is like, these are fantastic. Jonesy's got some ideas that are going to take 
take the learning to the next level of learning and application and community. And it's, it's so exciting and I hope it works out, but uh, great things ahead. All right. How about book study stuff? Well, we had our first one. Um, We're having our second one is scheduled for April 7th. Um, We still have another book to give away. So I think we have to figure out how we're going to do that. Mm. Um, I could put another Twitter thing out there, I suppose, and see if we can get some interest that way. Um, But we should do that soon because um, April 7th is uh, coming up. I mean, this will be released, what, April 5th? Yeah. April 5th, so yeah. Probably, I already will have given it away by then, but just in case. Right. Yeah, (laughs) check it out. What if if it's Um, like the person who begs the best to you for the book? Oh, that's what it should be. No, that's what it is. How about groveling? We give it away. I don't know. No, we could. I don't want girl. And we give away like, your home <laughs> email. We give away your home yes. email and your cell phone number. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. And your you room go. number. We're going to give them your room number. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if anyone, yeah. See if anyone orders, uh, anyone orders any uh, room service to your room as a bride. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, well, we'll figure out a way to give that away in the next week. So when you're yes. listening to this, it's probably given away, but if not, uh, check out Twitter and that sort of thing. But yeah, let's figure out a way to give that other, that other book and away. I don't even think we mentioned what book it is. It's Modern Poker Theory by Michael Acevedo. I mean, and it's, uh, it's an intense book. We've had a lot of interest. I think we had 12 to 15 people in the, uh, in the Zoom chat last time we did went through it. So um, a lot of interest and a lot of uh, good uh, got a lot of good persist participation from everybody. So and, and that first one was really the kickoff, right? So April 7th is kind of the first read and discuss. Yeah. Well, we went through, you know, the, uh, some of the first chapter, which okay. is basic is the first chapter is just the basics of poker language, how to talk about hands and, and that sort of thing. So it was very, it was still basic, but we're, yeah, we're going to start to get into some more meat. I think we start getting into odds and, and some of the math behind it and, and combinatorics and that sort of thing. We're going to start getting into that on the, on Wednesday, the April 7th. So sweet. If you guys are listening to this, this is a, just a benefit of your premium membership at rec, rec. poker. So it's 15 bucks a month. You get all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, but this is one of the benefits you can sit in, be part of the book study, uh, but then they're all recorded. And so you have access also to the previous one. So if you're thinking, Oh shoot, uh, I'm full till like June, but then I'd love to dig in there. Well, join us. Uh, and then just we'll go back and watch the previous ones and, and catch right up. So uh, it's a, it's a great memory benefit i mean everything we're talking about a lot of free stuff but a lot of good premium stuff as well and and uh the book that we're doing in the book study is one that you don't want to take that on alone um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty intimidating piece there's a lot of math there's a lot of charts um and it's something that having a few people just to kind of talk about hey what do you think this actually means here or why is this here and this is there um, i think it's really made a big difference already in how some of us are feeling about it yeah, I, mean, I think some of the nuances of, of his strategies that he's given us could be lost if you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. Where somebody else could pick up something that you totally blew by and didn't even realize was a thing. So, I, I yeah, I agree. I think uh, having a book study like this, for especially for this book, is uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, and you get to meet some cool people. You get to meet the great Rob Washam uh, if you're part of that deal. Oh, you keep, you keep shying away from that. You're on the Mount Rushmore, baby. Yeah. <laughs> our, our Zen master. 
Awesome. Well, a couple other things that I know I wanted to chat about, and you guys can bring up other stuff too, but we, the Marek Madness, uh, Chris Jones, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, but Jonesy made it to the final. Uh, he was the most predicted winner of the thing. He was on the most of the brackets to win the thing. So pre- pretty much you disappointed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy, yep. Jonesy makes it to the final. Including myself. Including myself. <laughs> yeah. sure. I think but, the only person who's more disappointed than Chris is whoever is sitting in the same room as Taylor right now. too big right now. Was it when Binkley, I think had the perfect bracket. If you went to screw it up, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Binkley. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but no great stuff. So, so if you missed it, Chris Jones, Taylor Moss made it through the bracket. They played each other best two out of three and it went three matches. Uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal. That, that last one was fairly epic. It was oh, really yeah. long and it was back and forth. A lot of back and forth. It was forth. really, uh, it, so I was kind of glad that it ended on a really a good match. It did. And I kept thinking, okay, oh, well, it looks like now Jonesy's got him. Oh, now Taylor's got him. Oh, now Jonesy's got him. And, you know, as, as it kind of, as the epic saga went on, you know, the blind, the, the, the stack depths get lower and you're just wondering what's going to happen what's going to happen. And, and it was really cool. I mean, I know Jim, you did such a phenomenal job. You and Ryan LaPlante in the booth. Uh, it was, and it was so fun. You guys did a great job on that. It was really, really good. I mean, you and Kim the week before a bunch of Ben Enslow was in there. Different people were in there, but that last final was, was fantastic. Uh, Ryan LaPlante and Jim doing the play by play. And now we have released these, uh, as YouTube videos. So if you go to the rec poker YouTube channel, um, or, uh, yeah, channel. And then there's a playlist <laughs> for Marek madness. Uh, the videos uh, are out there from all four weeks of commentary. So check that out, Chris. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, just listening to Ryan, the plant, uh, you know, I, I never profess to be a heads up expert and, you know, like I, I know something about it, but just listening to him, there's like so many ways that you can improve heads up and there's, yeah. and it's such a different style of game where, you know, like he, he there, I particularly remember one hand where he's talking about, you know, five, nine offsuit and you got to yeah. do this here and do that there. And, and, uh, you know, it's like, I don't ever think about five, nine offsuit. It's like, it's, it's in the, mu- it's instant in the muck. Right. So like, right. but you've got to like, if you're playing heads up, you've got to be able to play with hands like that and figure out how to approach them. And he does a great job of walking people through it. So it's worth watching just for that. And then just you skip over the part where Taylor wins, but you know, listen to Ryan <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. I think everyone thought that it was a huge success and I think we'll definitely, um, want to do this again however with the caveat that we have to have a different champion yeah 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 Yeah. for sure right i mean that's got to be goal number one of everybody in the rec poker community (laughs) is that it's just target on taylor we're taking him down yeah i don't think he's even allowed to play that's right (laughs) yeah yeah and we're Thousands of plays out on Twitch. It's just really fun to see that. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, Roger just put a question in the chat. Uh, are the Marek recordings going to be posted for watching? Yeah, so if you go to the uh, YouTube channel for Rec Poker Community, there's a playlist just for there. And uh, we also have a bunch of other videos um, on our YouTube channel in various other playlists. And I would really ask anyone who's listening to this, please go to the YouTube channel for Rec Poker Community and subscribe. One of the things we're trying to do more in 2021 is get more YouTube videos out there make it easier for people to share some of our bonus stuff and it would help us out a lot um if you could just go and subscribe to the channel there's a link in the chat there if that helps for anybody and uh yeah that would be great thank you 
Cool stuff. Yeah. So super fun. People saying, how do we do this again? I want to do this. I want to be part of this thing. So we are, we are working on it. Uh, we've taken all the suggestions mm -hmm. and we're, we're all strategizing around how we could do this, whether for next year, whether before. Uh, but the heads up thing is something we're all talking about a bit with, especially because we know that's when most of the money's on the line. And so how do we all get better at heads up? So uh, we are noodling that thing, but Marek Madness, I'd say it was a great success. Taylor Moss, amazing job planning it. Obviously he planned it in such a way so that he could win it. We all know that's part of, part of how his strategy was like, let's set this up. You know, the brackets were quote unquote random. I mean, all this stuff, but you know, somehow he, somehow he got through this thing, but, but great stuff. Uh, Learn Pro Poker, uh, the partnership there is fully underway, uh, which, you know, includes some of the home game stuff, includes some of the discord stuff. But Jim, there's also uh, maybe just to remind people what the, uh, what the, the whole seminar content thing is with LPP. So, yeah, so Learn Pro Poker um, is collaborating with us here. So every month now, we share a much longer uh, training strategy video from Learn Pro Poker. It comes out on the first day of the month. And then um, uh, later in the month, I believe it's on the fourth Saturday, uh, I host a one-hour study group where we talk about what was in the subject matter of the video. Um, we kind of, we've all had a little while to watch it and to take some notes and put some questions together. And so we had the first one last week, which was great. It's free for all uh, Rec Poker Premium members and also for all Learn Pro, po mem uh, Learn Pro Poker members to come and join. So we had a nice little cross-pollination um, in the Zoom room. Uh, we had got some new folks in there, some new ideas, uh, and we had a really good idea, uh, a really good time. And, and those videos will be shared as well. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with LPP, but it, it was pr pretty exciting. Yeah, they've got some big plans for partnership, as do we, uh, when things start opening up. So pay attention because it's going to be... Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a fun, a fun journey ahead uh, with that great crew over there. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention just with ACR. So I know if, if some of you are just maybe just getting into playing online, if you, if you don't have an account uh, and you're just going to open an account, uh, we actually have some <laughs> relationship with them. So you can actually get uh, some rake back and things like that. So check out our website. The information's there. There's a couple of codes that you can use when you set up and when you make a deposit. Uh, and for new people that are depositing with our codes, uh, we actually have a couple of tickets to give away uh, for tournaments like five, $5.50 tournaments that we can give away for people that are new ACR users and sign up. So just check out the information out there. Uh, another quick reminder, we have so much stuff we can talk about, but uh, Tuesday night's OPAs, uh, super fun. That's where uh, if you're a premium member, you can jump in the Zoom and just hang out uh, as we're playing the home game. Uh, I'm trying to get in there as much as I can. I'm trying to free up my schedule, but uh, you know, Eric Jin, Rich Dietz, they're kind of leading the charge of being out there. We got some guests. I know Kim's out there quite a bit, but that's a real fun community-based thing. You don't see each other's cards. You might not be at the table with the same people that you're that you're there, but man, it's just fun getting to know everybody. And I just feel sad whenever I can't make it. So I think that's a highlight for a lot of people's week. So do that uh, as well. Is there anything else that we missed, you guys? I know there's a lot. I guess I should say uh, this podcast comes out on a Tuesday. Um, the Saturday afterwards will be the Jim's Poker Tracker Review Session. So once a month, I, I, we're doing one of these study groups every Saturday at noon central. Uh, one's the Learn Pro Poker. One's about the monthly seminar. One's on the focus. And one's just uh, Jim's Poker Tracker Review. So uh, we're going to get together and use Poker Tracker to look at people's hands or look at their data and see if we can find some leaks and bust them. Uh, this, this week, it's going to be our friend Ben Anslow, uh, East Coast Bitter. Uh, we're going through a hand history of his where he uh, did pretty well, and I, I don't want to name the tournament. I don't remember, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Come check that out on Saturday at noon. 
So we've had so fun. And, and Kim mentioned in the chat too about the OPAs on Tuesday nights kind of rail each other, right? So you can be playing your table and you can observe other tables of people that are in the tournament. There is a lot of railing when people bust, people are sticking around and kind of rooting for each other. We've got a lot of really good run good uh, on Tuesday night. So that, it really is fun. And Kim is so much fun out there. Uh, fantastic. And she's very great at poker, like one of our wrecking crew members. And so I'm always learning when she's like, she's explaining, well, man, you can now develop a limping strategy heads up when you're down to 35 bigs and all this stuff. So you learn a lot too. It's like having our own, on Ryan LaPlante out there in, in OPA. And then speaking of railing, if you guys aren't on Discord, it's so much fun. Uh, I Sometimes I'm like, I can't go to bed because we got uh, several people that are playing online and they're like giving us updates. Doug Barron's just the other night ran deep in a thing. And uh, so it's so much fun. If you like the virtual rail, if you kind of like to get updates from people, or if you like to give updates on what you're doing in the home games or eventually in live games, uh, we got a whole crew of people out there that like to kind of follow along and root you on and, you know, uh, kind of pick you up when you, when you lose half your stack or whatever, but uh, that's a, that's another great place for community. And that was open free to the public. So uh, jump into discord. Uh, we do have a blast out there uh, as well. Anything else guys, man, we got a ton of stuff going on. Zomsky, how are you doing, man? Are you, are you keeping the <laughs> I am trying to, I, I, uh, my fingers are getting down to the nub, you know, as I've been entering all the results and capturing everything that's been going on, but it's all good. <laughs> well, and, and to take the viewers behind the curtain a little, we're going to get together in about a half an hour to record the forums edition of the podcast and uh, premium members are welcome to join that too uh, every two weeks after the chat. So I uh, hope those fingers still got a little flu, a little love left in them. We're not done with you yet, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to figure out a way to get him some help, but, but anyway, so if, if you're wondering what's all this premium member stuff about, go to rec.poker, check it out there. If you sign up for premium membership, use the code rec poker, you get 10 bucks off your first payment. So it's 15 bucks a month. So you can do that first month for five bucks, you know, give it a shot, you know, and you can just cancel it. If you don't like it, that's no problem. Or if you do the annual, which is 150 bucks, you get that, you know, for 140. So uh, different ways you can do that. Try it, check it out, try it out. Uh, some really cool stuff going on, but uh, unless there's anything else, guys, I think we'll wrap it up there. I'm not seeing any, any big things. <laughs> All right. So I uh, just want to thank again, Ashley Adams, fun guest, uh, pleasure to meet him. Thanks to the panel, uh, Rob Washam, Jim Reed, Chris Jones, John Somsky. Uh, thank you to Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel. Uh, but check out Rec.Poker. Sign up for the newsletter. Email me, Steve at Rec.Poker, whatever. Uh, get connected, everybody. Uh, we'll chat with you next week.